Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Scoopy Radio. In the doctor's chair, on the airplane, on the train, on the TV screen, everywhere you need to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram Scoop underscore B, Snapchat Scoop underscore B, and make sure that you subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast. Two million downloads last year, featured everywhere from Breitbart, ESPN, everywhere. If we had all day to 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 list it, we still wouldn't have enough time. And on the line right now, make sure also that you guys subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, everywhere in between. On the line right now uh, is a guy that knows all. Uh, it, Basically, uh, this guy is responsible for test looking at people's hearts and more. Uh, on the line right now is a guy that needs no introduction, but we will anyway. Dr. John Rumberger, he's got a myriad of titles, but he works and runs uh, the Princeton Longevity Center. And we welcome you to Scoopy Radio, sir. Hi. Thank you, Brandon. I'm proud to do it. Yes, sir. So I actually went over to the Princeton Longevity Center a couple months ago uh, and actually got an exam. Uh, and Jackie Graves set that up. And one of the things that I really learned is uh, how fragile the heart is. Um, what do you think people, uh, why do you think that the heart is as important as it is, uh, people don't pay so much attention to it? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of something that, that, uh, especially with heart disease, it's building up, building up, building up, but you don't know it. You, you feel fine. Uh, you know, people fear more cancer than they do heart disease, but it's the same thing. It builds up, it builds up, it builds up, and then it announces itself. What if you could have found it much earlier? You could have cured it. So I, I think that, you know, heart disease doesn't seem to frighten people, and yet it's the number one killer, number one killer in the world. Uh, and yet, I don't know whether it doesn't get the, the proper press or whatever, but it's it's hard to say, but it's, uh, it's, it's you know, you're fine until you're not. And I think uh, it's it's always difficult to, to, to realize that, you know, you're, you're, you're getting sick, but you don't know it. Uh, so I think that's, that's part of the problem. 
Dr. John Rumberger, the director of cardiac imaging uh, over in Princeton uh, at the Longevity Center. You're recognized as one of the most, as the world's leading authorities on cardiac and vascular imaging using CT scanning. Tell me a little bit more about CT scanning. Well, uh, you know, the CT was developed around 1973. Mm -hmm. And at the time, uh, it was a, you know, an engineering marvel, of course. It would take about uh, 10 to 15 seconds to take a single picture. Well, that's lovely if your brain is staying still, but your heart's already beat 15 times. And so we really had no way to image the heart. And then later uh, in my younger years, I got involved with a, a technique that was very unique that allowed us to look at the heart and take as many as 20 pictures per second as opposed to one every 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we found that we were able to visualize the heart, uh, the heart function. We could look at blood flow. And uh, in particular, in the past uh, 15 years, to be able to look inside the heart arteries, to be able to look to see if you're developing disease long before you would know it, long before it would be found on a stress test, long before it would be found on a cardiac catheterization. So this has been a, a revelation over the past uh, 15 years that really has allowed, along with improvements in computers, improvements in uh, physics and understanding of these things, and education of physicians uh, well above what uh, what I think was used in the past. I think we're now seeing a, 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 a renaissance uh, of this uh, uh, really becoming a mainstay in uh, cardiac diagnostics. Eddie Curry. A uh, guy who uh, led the, the Chicago Bulls uh, in scoring uh, and helped them improve to 28 wins and made the playoffs uh, during the 2004-2005 season, uh, was hospitalized with an irregular heartbeat, uh, which caused him to miss the last 13 games of the regular season and the entire playoffs. In 2005, heart specialists cleared Curry to resume practice. Uh, and after basically refusing uh, on privacy grounds to submit a DNA test, uh, he requested the Bulls management to assess whether he was a congenital heart condition and was traded to the Knicks. Um, is, is Eddie Curry's case, from your perspective as a doctor, uncommon in athletes, or, or is that more common than people realize? I, I think it's more common than people realize. I mean, I mean, the athletic heart is... <laughs> is not uh, the way most of us are. And I think it, it, it responds because of the, uh, the type of, of physical exercise. So, for instance, a, a, a basketball player uh, uh, generally is, a, is, an, is an aerobic athlete, hmm. um, and their hearts tend to get a little bit bigger. Uh, they don't tend to have the thickening of the heart muscles, unlike the football players. That is more of a, you know, although it's hard to separate basketball from football in terms of a contact sport anymore. Mm -hmm. Regardless of that, it's it's a different kind of thing. It's 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 doing something for ten seconds versus doing something for you know two and a half to three minutes. Totally different uh, kind of energy. And so, yeah, I think that that you know the athlete heart is is different, but. Just the same, the, the information that we can glean from tests like cardiac CT allows us to individualize 
what's going on with that person. Not trying to look at, well, here's the statistics of X and Y person who, who's had this condition before. What is going on with you as a person? Do you have a thick heart? Do you have a poorly functioning? Do you have a normal heart? Do you have normal heart arteries? All of these things are very important. And then also, do you have the ability to increase the blood flow to your heart on demand without actually hurting yourself? Huh. I went through the cardiac rescue program um, when I visited you guys uh, back in May. And it's pretty, pretty cutting edge. Uh, it's an intensive lifestyle management uh, program that focuses on teaching patients wellness, uh, uses therapies, including nutritional excellence, uh, to improve patients' outcomes that are at risk for coronary artery disease and heart attack. Um, can you walk me through the cardio rescue program for those who may not be familiar and a little tardy to the party? Well, in, in this case, for the cardio rescue program, we are finding people who have either existing heart disease that they already know or have come through our center and found to have relatively advanced disease, even if they don't have symptoms, mm-hmm. because we can slow the plaque down. Once you know the problem, you can start making effective goals to slow it down. And it's what I call the, the five fingers of prevention. It's not just medications. It's exercise. It's proper exercise. It's keeping up your muscle mass, keeping up your bone mass. It's proper diet. There are many diets out there. There's the Mediterranean and the uh, low-carb and this and that. You know, you really need to see what works for you as an individual because it may not be optimal for you. You want to reduce sources of inflammation. Uh, You want to be able to, to see that they get adequate sleep at night. Sleep apnea, which is a very common problem, probably more in the retired NFL than uh, than the retired, uh, uh, you know, uh, a foot, uh, basketball association. But just the same, it, it's an important aspect. So sleep, rest, and finally stress management, because we, you know, we all handle stress differently. Are you a stress giver or a stress receiver? Hmm. There's no middle ground with that. Well, <laughs> no, there could just be the guy that just relaxes and has a scotch, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Goofy Radio, the line with John Rumberger talking heart disease, what, or rather just the heart in general. What got you into into your medical field? Um, what what's, I know for me, being around basketball got me into journalism and, and more. What got you started as a, as a doctor and, and working with people's hearts? Oh, boy, that, that'll take about six beers. Uh, but uh, uh, frankly, I was an engineer uh, working on uh, blood flow, mm-hmm. blood flow analysis, uh, but using engineering mechanics, uh, computational fluid dynamics, things like that. And you know, I, I thought, you know, I want to be a researcher. I, I think I want to do this. And I got I got a chance to go to medical school where I thought, okay, I can combine both my background in engineering and physics with medicine, and I can become a better researcher. Well, son of a gun, I fell in love with clinical medicine. And I just, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's fascinating. So I've been able to use my... Uh, my engineering background and the physics uh, 
with the cardiac CT to allow me to understand it and use it. But I've really used the uh, the Sherlock Holmes approach to medicine. It's basically, uh, you know, uh, one of the beauties about the Princeton Longevity Center is that I get everything put in front of me. I don't have to say, well, come back in six weeks and we'll we'll look at your x-ray or come back in four weeks and we'll see what somebody else said about you. I, I got it all in front of me. And so it, it really makes the Sherlock Holmes, uh, it's like being house. You know, in the in the old TV series, except except mm-hmm. he he has to keep has to spend an hour getting everything. And I just got it all in front of me, so it's it's just been exciting and and it just continues to be challenging. I was looking at the info sheet of um, you know health coaching and preventative medicine uh, as it relates to the Princeton Longevity Center, uh, which you guys say is put you're putting the care back in healthcare. It seems as though the heart, um, we talked at the beginning, but to me the heart is the control center um, of the body. Um, and it seems that it becomes more of a, a, the fact that people's heart is not taken care of or is not analyzed the most. It seems like there are certain things that are that are messed up in their body. Yeah. Um, yeah. So people aren't paying attention to the heart. Why is it that more care is given to other parts of the body or limbs of the body and not so much the heart? And how can people be more proactive in communicating with people so that their heart is looked at more carefully and more delicately? Yeah, I I, I really think you know you're asking you know what where's the care in healthcare? Yeah, and uh, that's that that's part of the problem. It 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 really becomes understanding uh, the systemic nature of everything is interconnected. It's not just that your liver has a problem or your kidneys have a problem. It's the whole thing together. And I think that's, again, the beauty of what I get to practice is to, I've just got all that information. I mean, we don't just do heart scans. We do body scans. We look at your kidneys. We look at your liver. I look at your lungs. But let's see if everything is integrating properly and then make sense of that. And I, I, I think that every physician wants to do that. It's just not available to them. Plus, with the whole thing uh, in medicine now is that, you know, you saw 15 people yesterday, mm-hmm. you got to see 20 tomorrow. Uh, and so you can't give individual care. And there's many, many very caring physicians out there that are just, uh, they're just being stymied by this whole thing. There's a whole lot of burnout in in medicine. And uh, I think that, that people practice burnout medicine, and even some of these very famous uh, people that may have seen, uh, you know, Eddie or somebody like that, they're, they're, they're focused on one thing and not the whole picture. And I really think that's, that's the problem. Great on the line with Dr. John, Talking Hearts. Make sure you all visit PrincetonLongevityCenter.com. You can get more information on corporate health, cardio rescue, the PLC exam, corporate health, and more. If I can ask, can you give... Uh, our listeners, maybe three things um, that they should be paying attention to with their heart, um, even under 30, um, because as you get older, things change. What are three things that people should be either eating for heart health or just paying attention to when they're working out um, as they get older? One of the big things uh, in terms of working out is actually keeping your muscle mass. 
This is something over the age of 40, the average person, not necessarily an athlete, will lose 10% of their muscle mass every decade over the mm. age of 40. And I'm always telling people, look, who do you call elderly? Do you call the guy whose face looks old or the guy whose body looks old? And there's a big difference between that. So as you get older, we want to keep uh, 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 your aerobic, but your resistance training becomes a very key factor because that allows you to keep your bones. That allows you to keep your uh, your balance, your bone densities, all these things so that as you get older, you keep that up. The other thing is the diet. The diet is very, very important. Uh, you want to have high-nutrient food. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's about calories, but not necessarily about calories. If you take a stock of broccoli, it doesn't have very many calories in it, but it's got a lot of nutrients. Mm. And so we're talking about nutrient-dense foods to help us along with improving the diet. It doesn't mean you, you can't have a pizza. It doesn't mean you, you, you can't enjoy a steak. It's just that it's less common and you're going to keep up with these things. So, And then I think keeping the right attitude, uh, very, very important. As we get older, we get a little uh, cranky about things. And I think that we need to keep the positive attitude. And with that, then, we're open to new things and new ideas and new new thoughts that'll that'll really allow us to continue to be uh, you know have longevity into a, into an older age. The broccoli and pizza conversation is is, is definitely a good one, uh, Doc, because I think um, I think people think when they diet that means that they have to be um, you know they can't they got to eliminate maybe hot dogs they got to eliminate pizza. It seems like you're saying moderation is key, but being good to your body so your body is good to you when you get older. Yes, all things in moderation. You you want to enjoy yourself. No one, you can't because that's part of the joy, a part of the, your your mental attitude. Uh, you know, uh, but it, it's just something you say. Let's reserve this for a, a special occasion. And on the Fourth of July, you eat a bunch of ribs. Then that's just fine. But don't do it every day. <laughs> that's the word right there. So. Delving more into um, this, the cardio rescue program, um, what I found to be very interesting about this uh, going through the examinations and everything that was going on was how much mind, body, and soul tied so much into it. I got the blood work done. I was on the treadmill. Uh, I was consulting with a dietitian. I was doing all those different things. It seems that the, that the body, I watched Kyle Ranger a lot when I was a kid. The body would be the control center. Um, the blood is, is the fluid that keeps things going. I mean, I guess for people who are listening and wanting to know about the cardio rescue program, um, would mind, body, and soul really be the focus of this examination? What are some other things um, that people would find interesting about the exam specifically? Well, I mean, we look at your lungs, we look at lung function, how well, uh, if you're having any problems with that along with, of course, uh, scan of your lungs to look to see if you're developing any problems. Uh, we, uh, we look at your, your, your diet very carefully, but importantly, we also have you visit not just the stress test, but you visit with an exercise physiologist. Mm-hmm. Somebody who is a personal trainer to begin with. Mm-hmm. But they're taking their time of putting together your body composition, your muscle, your fat, 
uh, your bone densities, your bone masses, and then putting that into an exercise program that'll fit into you. Because, again, it's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to have something that they need to focus on. Uh, one of the things to teach people that's becoming very, very important is interval training. Uh, interval training as opposed to just get on the treadmill and, you know, go for 30 minutes and then say, oh, that's the end of the day and I'll do it. You want to you wanna go up and down and you can compress that down to 10 minutes if you don't have 30 minutes, but you could have expended more calories, developed more muscle mass by doing the interval. That means getting your heart rate up, getting it back down, get it back up, get it back down. A good example your uh, your uh, listeners might know is something like the orange theory. That's basically going through a number of exercises, but the comp is very small or short, but heavy endurance, and then also maximizing the rest in between. Uh, recently, uh, a guy who actually went to my alma mater, uh, Zeke Upshaw, um, he played for the Detroit Pistons' uh, G League team, and he died. He collapsed. Um, and he had something called, well, I guess it's not something called, he suffered from a sudden cardiac uh, death. Um, for me, I had never seen anything like it. It was crazy. Uh, I guess my question to you is, is that something that is common amongst people in that age group? Uh, or is it something that can happen to someone at, at, at any age? Because he was 26 years old when he died. Um, you would think somebody that's in shape, somebody that played basketball every day, you know, would not be susceptible to it. And you think that that's for somebody that's older or someone who may be overweight. How crazy is that that somebody at that age succumbs to something like that? Yes, it, it can happen at any age. Usually, if you're a younger person, you don't have the hardening of the arteries and the like, but you do have conditions such as what they worried about with uh, uh, with Eddie Curry, the possibility of having a hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. So those things, again, limit the blood flow. So if the body, when you demand more, wants more blood flow, but it's unable to deliver it, or the demand because of the very thick heart muscle has reached its maximum, then the body says, I give up. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to start doing these crazy heart rhythms. So many of the sudden cardiac death people are what we call an arrhythmogenic problem, meaning that the heart started to do the fibrillation or, or the flutter or the ventricular tachycardia, and it can become from several different things. Lack of blood flow, largely in older individuals, but also insufficient blood flow for the people who have these hypertrophic cardiomyopathies or other, uh, you know, structural heart problems, such as bowel problems and the like. So it, it, it's, it's, it's a common thing. Um, well, that's not saying it's not, not that common, thank God, but it's, it, it's common enough to see in uh, younger people, again, it, it gets sensationalized because it's, if it happens in a young athlete, uh, you know, even a 12-year-old uh, baseball player or something, mm -hmm. it becomes far more important. Uh, many times those are traumas. Uh, you know, a child gets hit in the sternum with a, with a fastball. His body doesn't know what to do with it. Um, he develops a heart rhythm, and he can even have a normal heart, but it's mm -hmm. been shocked. So just think of 
if I put you in the uh, put you in an electrical store and I shocked your heart, you have, you might have a perfect heart, but it it's not going to take it. Mm. There's so many things that can happen, and that's why again we're back to the thing. Let's look structurally at your heart. Look to see if the valves are fine. Look at the heart size. Look at the function. Look at the thickness of the heart muscle. And look at the heart arteries. And then in some people, let's see if they would be able to keep up with the demand. And uh, that's that's the example of these computational uh, fluid dynamic things that we can do uh, with the cardiac CT. So uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a, just a combination of all of these things, and you have to individualize it. Surely, Reggie Lewis uh, was the 22nd uh, pick by the Boston Celtics in the 1987 NBA draft. And I remember uh, being young, uh, but learning of, you know, his sudden cardiac uh, death uh, while playing at Brandeis University. Uh, And that kind of opened my eyes to, you know, the whole concept of you can be in shape, but you can still, you know, succumb or suffer from, you know, that type of uh, heart disease. I guess my question for you is how much has sports medicine or just treatment for heart uh, issues uh, evolved uh, for for athletes um, in cases like Reggie since his death uh, in 1993? What has changed since then? In terms of sports medicine? Or? Yeah, or as far as for hearts. For heart, for heart treatment. Oh, I th- I just think we've become so much more sophisticated in our diagnostics. You know, we 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 had the stethoscope uh, uh, sixty years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, then we had cardiac catheterization. Then we got stress testing, and then we got magnetic resonance that allows us to look at things. And you know, and and now we have cardiac CT, which is now about to take over, uh, in my opinion. A, a premier role in terms of uh, looking at heart situations and getting the whole picture at one time rather than getting uh, a combination of parts from, from different types of, of imaging. So uh, it's, 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 it, and we've learned more. We understand how to treat things better uh, because of the experience with respect to uh, clinical trials and things like that. We know, we know, Far better, and we we still have a whole lot more to learn. But uh, it's 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 leaps and bounds, especially in the past decade. Uh, John Rumberg on the line, a pioneer in non-invasive cardiac imaging, a leading expert in disease reversal. Um, I guess my last question uh, for you is: um, for people who are retired athletes, or even regular people um, who are lawyers, doctors, uh, why should they come to you guys? Well, um, I think they should come in because, and you know, as I always say, the, the first uh, the first symptom of a stroke is a stroke. Mm-hmm. And there is no, or the first symptom of a heart attack is a heart attack. Uh, so all these things are chronic, developing problems. They don't just come out of nowhere. You can't be perfect today and have a terrible heart attack tomorrow. You weren't perfect yesterday. You just didn't look hard enough. So we can prevent things by finding it early. Now, if it turns out you're doing fine, then we can say, hey, we don't need to see you for 
half a decade. I mean, that's the warranty period. The, the fact is, you look really good. Somebody else would say, no, we need to see you back next year. We need to make decisions about things. So, again, treating everybody. I mean, if you look at the standard uh, history and physical, so I'll put this in, in baseball terms because I'm not sure how to do it with uh, uh, with NBA things. But let, let's, let's say I'm batting 800. Now, nobody mm-hmm. bats 800. But if you come to see me and I look at you and say, uh, uh, gee, you know, you, you, you look good, your heart rate is good, your blood pressure is good, um, I don't see anything in these blood tests, I, I think you're fine. I am correct 80% of the time, at least for next till next year. And I'm wrong 20% of the time. But I'm batting 800 pretty damn good. I like it. Doctor, thank you so much for joining Scoop B Radio. For those listening, make sure you check out the Princeton Longevity Center. They have everything. And they give you lunch in between examinations, and that was a one as well. Thank you so much for your time, brother, and um, we look forward to talking to you down the line. My pleasure. Take care. Scoop B Radio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 